Hello, you're listening to Putting Up with Aaron Michael Marsh. Narf. How's that? Look at that, dude. Matching waters. We're the same personality. Yeah. yeah, except my water does have about two inches of gin in it and then seltzer bubbles and stuff. Is that true? Yeah, it's a, a nice Irish gin. Oh, gin. Irish this, water. Yeah. This episode brought to you by, by a gunpowder gin. Hmm. I, am I had no idea. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> if, I, if, I, if I drink enough, I could get a sponsor, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's too bad that you can't get that sponsored on the side of your car. No, I mean, like, if I just have a drinking problem, I get a sponsor. Yeah, no, I, knew, I understood the joke. The, the oh. joke was not lost. Okay. When did you notice that you were um, blessed with the disease? Uh, I don't know. So I remember the, the first... disease, by the way, is just constant jokes. You have yeah, a, yeah, yeah. a joke mind. Yeah, Asperger's or no, I don't know what it is. Um, cancer, maybe. Um, There's some kind no, of autism. No, I'm a Virgo. But um, so I remember the first laugh I ever got was uh, my mom was working at the Boys and Girls Club Bingo Hall. And my grandma was the manager there in Tacoma, Washington. And I was just put in the, um, like the teller room with the ladies that count the money just because there was no babysitter. Mm-hmm. And I remember somebody told me I had beautiful eyes. And I just said, I know. And then the whole, all the gals laughed. I remember that was just very strange to me. I was like, what? I know I had pretty eyes. I don't know what to it was like five, you know, mm-hmm. this was last week. Um, <laughs> so I remember that. It and was then, Tawny would try to choke that lady out. Oh yeah. Who's this bitch? Um, and then in like third grade, I remember I would like draw stick figure comics with me and this kid, Steve something. Uh, luckily for him, I don't remember his last name or I for sure would have found him. I'll give Steve something a uh, producer credit in the podcast yeah. for sure. Like, Remember, we drew stick comics in third grade. He's like, please stop. I have a family. Um, <laughs> and then uh, it didn't, it sort of laid dormant. And then in high school, I remember I could make people laugh, but it was sort of like a superhero, like before they could control their powers. Mm-hmm. So I remember there was this kid, uh, Marcos Menez, who's um a couple years he was like a junior and I was a freshman and um I don't know if he's alive or what he looks like now but at the time he had um just a lot of acne right we're in mm-hmm. high school that happens but I remember I'd like run up to people and just be like, just people that I didn't even necessarily know and I'd just think like, Marcus Menez has acne and I'd walk away and just very strange things like that um, I grew up with acne so I would I would hated you for that but well, also I, I would have been like I, Duh! Come on, man. Everyone knows. I'm sure right. I've act- everyone knows that. And uh, I mean, I had acne too, but um, I do remember because like he was like, he was kind of like a cholo guy, and I remember because he was kind of like I think he probably beats people's asses and stuff. And uh, so you chose but, somebody that could beat your ass. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I remember one time he told me that like it hurt his feelings, and I was like, oh shit! I didn't realize. Oh yeah. Like people, you know, that was just like, Is that the first time you heard of feelings. You're like, oh, oh, oh I've never what? experienced. I should get, I have them. I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and just, just different jackassery, you know, in high school. <clears throat> and then I was interested in stand up. And then 
uh, we had a career day and this guy from the Oregon Children's Theater came and talked to us, even though it was career day and he was a theater person. But um, I asked him after his his thing after class, like if there was any stand up classes they had, because I didn't, you know, I didn't know how it worked. And yeah. he said they <clears throat> they did have a stand up class, but they didn't have anything that summer. But let me take an improv class for free, which is not in the spirit of improv at all, obviously. Because it's yes Well, that's and. why his improv school didn't uh, take yeah. off. Yeah, because it's yes and that'll be $400. Um, yeah, exactly. He's like, the profit margins on these free classes are horrible. Yeah, well, I was the only one that got to do it for free. Luckily, I was poor enough or just charming enough or whatever. But And then after that, I didn't, you know, it was years and years and years of just loving stand-up and then like, but yeah, I don't know if there's a a time that I realized I could like write jokes until I guess until after I started stand up. Like, oh really? A years in. I mean, I, I, I was trying to write jokes, but like I started because I was writing jokes and sending them to people to do, and people were just like, "Hey, I think you should they, just go do them." And they said, "Please, I have a family." <laughs> uh, looking back, there were awful jokes, and it was a really polite thing for them to do. And right, I've given some of the same advice to people i've gotten random things where they're like hey here's a bunch of jokes about me masturbating and i'm like hey maybe you should go do that you know like Mm -hmm. don't bring me into you're touching yourself and um, you said you you think of all the people you want to watch want to have watch you masturbate and those same amount of people want to hear about you yeah yeah Yeah, exactly well dave from flappers put it great he goes nobody wants to hear you talk about your dick talk about someone else's dick it's way funny and you go oh okay that's good um, that's, that, that's great dick based wisdom i like that <laughs> yeah which i don't even have dick jokes really like i don't ever i don't know it's probably just like a self-conscious thing of just like trying to rise above and be snooty or whatever but i wish i tried and nobody laughed and i went okay you know what maybe i'll just stop talking about this and i found that like the least dirty i got the better responses i was getting i don't think people look at me and they go oh let's get let's get naughty you know like let's talk nasty jokes and so i just strayed from them i tried i so tried but it was just didn't happen what is funny to me when when there's a comedy show and it's billed as like it's filthy dirty raunchy and like (laughs) funny you know no that's not uh, what at all exactly they're like nope it's lazy and it's sweary (laughs) you're like wait what yeah i've never Um, done any of the show i don't know if i just add fuck to like all my jokes or something. I don't know what I would do. But I have a joke at the top that excuses me from all of it. Mm-hmm. I go, I was raised Mormon. So I had to look up what you guys were all talking about before I got here. Oh my God. You know? Like, and then I just go into whatever, like, like so oh the Beatles gosh. broke up. Yeah, Spoiler yeah. alert. You know? <laughs> and so I just go into it. Like, I don't know any of these things. You know, like, and I, um, I was even like talking about like when I do the, filthy bar stuff mm-hmm. i make jokes about how there's not there's not windows in those places i'm like i was raised so religious i might even like to look out in this neighborhood thank you for not having windows you know <laughs> like just like all of that kind of stuff just so to excuse me from whatever that behavior is right and no one really cares I, i've never seen a show where it's like we're the filth raunchy show and someone comes up and they're like uh you're not filth raunchy enough you know like they're just right right they just want to have a good time yeah yeah i've never like been everybody. booked on yeah, I've never been booked on one of those shows or most shows, really. But um... <laughs> wait, so it's it's Christmas time. I don't yeah. know if you know. Yeah, yeah. I want to know what the the worst gift you ever got was, 
And if it was from your wife, say it was from somebody else. No, it was from the thing that made it the worst was because it was, so you know how you can like sponsor a family and like, like um, adopt a family, like from a tree at like a church or whatever, you know? Oh no. You were one of those families. Yes. Not to, not to throw that in your face. <laughs> um, which And you're going to sit on the gift. That's yes, a- absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so this was like, let's say 2000 roughly. Right. Okay. So D- DVD players were out. Not everyone had it. Right, the DVD players were out, but it was uh, a couple things. It was a VHS of Terminator One, but this is classic. The year yeah, it's not. It's a- Terminator One is unwatchable after Terminator Two came out. Terminator Two is so great, like it's it's impossible to watch Terminator One. So it's a VHS of Terminator One, and then a VHS of some Bruce Lee like forty-five minute. I'm guessing it was an hour-long special, like thing on History Channel, whatever. So it was yeah. just that on VHS. And then the card game Skip Bow, which I probably out of spite, but also I, I don't really like card games too much, but I never learned how to play it. I never opened it. I just gave it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And uh, But what made those the worst was because they were so generous. It's like, I would have preferred nothing because not only do I have to like, hate this thing, I have to feel bad that I hate this thing. I would have just preferred to go without. I mean, that was totally a choice you could have done. Mm-hmm. But also think about all the destruction you could have done of that stuff. Me as a teenager, if you were to hand me that stuff and I didn't like it, I would have just taken it out to the desert and burnt it. And I'd be like, what a great day of burning stuff in the desert. You know, like a destructive team. Yeah. Oh, I, I burned a lot of stuff in uh, grade school because my mom is ne- has never been short on lighters or Aquanet. <laughs> <clears throat> and, and, and uh, you were never short of supervised no no and um so the apartment we lived in at that point it was the back backyard was a strong word but it was like a concrete slab and then like mm-hmm. about three or four feet of gravel around that slab so it was a very fire safe environment really yeah no dude that's it that's you, you had a fire pit without the pit right it's a fire yeah, zone really <clears throat> right i wouldn't do it on the carpet or I mean, it wasn't I was crazy well, that's and the stupid point of when you take things. it to the desert because we would take it to the desert. We'd go to a friend's house and we try to like, there's a spot where like, oh, look, we could reach this with the water hose if it got crazy. But also we could also just let this burn out because it's the desert. Yeah, that's what you do when you live in when you grew up in Arizona. I didn't have a, I didn't have desert privilege. This was yeah. Western Washington. It was raining. That's whatever true. Day, too much woods. Whatever day I was talking about, it was raining that day. <laughs> um, yeah, I would uh, torch like uh, Hot Wheel cars, and uh, uh, also my bedroom window was above that concrete slab, like on the second. It was like a townhouse thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, my uncle, who uh, was ten years, about ten years older than me, because my mom was my mom had me at uh, nineteen, and he's ten years younger than her. So. Um, he gave me a bunch of toys, action figures, like some of the original Star Wars stuff, He-Man, G.I. Joe, right? <clears throat> but I remember I would just, some of that stuff, I, like, I think the He-Man, for whatever reason, um, I would just take it and rip it down towards the concrete, like from the second story. And because yeah, the He-Man yeah. torsos were very, they're hard plastic, but also very hollow. And uh, they would just explode. And that was, that was great. 
That's awesome. Yeah, we used to destroy the He-Man toys. We also had these wrestling toys. Mm-hmm. The wrestling toys were like pure rubber. So mm-hmm. you could throw them off the roof. You could throw them as far into the desert as you wanted, and they were still in one piece. Yeah, I it was incredible. Had, I, I definitely watched wrestling at that point a little bit. <clears throat> I didn't follow anything, but like... Are you all right, by the way? Yeah, I'm just clearing my throat. I just moved the mic or my headphones to clear my all right, throat. All right, yeah, no, it was, it's getting more frequent. I'm like, are you choking? If I could reach yeah. through the phone and give you any of the, the Heimlich maneuver, I would. But you also, you could sell this video if I die on camera. That'd be something, right? Yeah, the Faces of Death podcast, episode mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Um, no, I'd be like, I'd watch wrestling like at maybe someone, we'd go to a barbecue and there's like a pay-per-view thing that they paid for. Mm-hmm. But um, no, a friend of mine in fourth grade, he had a shit ton of wrestling. He had uh, the plastic action figures. Oh, like everything if there's Jeff anything about wrestling fans, out. yeah. Uh-huh. It is... There's no moderation. You either don't have any wrestling, anything in the house, or you're obsessed and have too much. Right. He had, yeah, he had all the, like, the plastic, the hard plastic guys, and he had a ring, you know, the ring you can make him wrestle in. Yeah, yeah, and we then, had the ring. Um, then he had some of the, like, the, I don't remember if, what they were called, if they were called my buddy also, but, like, the sort of the pillow wrestling guys. They're called wrestling buddies. Wrestling buddies. Okay, there you go. Oh, dude, those were great. Those are also highly collectible. Yeah, I was in a car crash with that kid. Not to not to throw that in your face. Oh, dude, did he know how to land right? You know, because he was all into wrestling. He was just like, "This is just like the beginning of Mick Foley's song. This is perfect." Yeah, no, he he knew how to sell it. No, um, (laughs) (laughs) when the ambulance showed up, he's like, "Oh, I hurt myself." Like, did you really? No, he cut his forehead with a razor blade. Yeah, no, we were in the back of. Actually, I don't remember where he might have been sitting in like the regular back seat, but it was a station wagon his mom was driving. And I remember for sure I was in like the backpack, mm-hmm. just like Wild West, guns a blazing, just an open trunk. Just the back. Do you remember seat. when those cars had the little seats on the side? They would just plop down with no safety for in case there was extra kids. They would able to sit in the open air trunk. Oh yeah, my. Uh, so I would visit my dad every few years in Riverside, California. But I remember one not of the to brag. He, yeah, not to throw that in my face. Um, Gary Danick Jr., follow him on, on Twitch. Um, follow him on Venmo. Um, follow him on OnlyFans. Yeah, only dads. Only absentee fathers. Uh, mm-hmm. So he had a station wagon of some sort. Uh, one of the visits, I think like second, my second grade run then. Then, yeah, I had some of those like flip down seats. Yeah, those terrifying. You think about it, you're like, Wait, those are just the death traps for the kids? Wait, so you were in the car with that kid in yeah, a station so someone, wagon. How so bad is mom, this accident? Uh, we got, I don't, know if it's, I don't know if it's called T-Bone, but it was like the other driver hit the side of the, like the, but like the hood, like up in that, the front, front okay, of the car yeah. on the side. And then um, his mom and his older brother were in the front seat. And they, I think they both broke legs. And oh. then, um, I don't remember, I, I have a vague, I remember he's a big ass kid, Danny something or other. Um, you went to school I, with a, a lot of something or other. So it was a big fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I moved every like two years. I can't remember all these yeah. people. Um, and then you have to, I have to have a crush on you. He's not, he wasn't Roxanne Dunn or Tara Slack. Come on. Those are just random fifth grade crushes. Um, okay. All right. But uh, I think he got, I think he got hurt quite a bit i just like 
bump my head around, but would get migraines, you know, after then throughout my life. But forever, uh, there's still things from this. Yeah. Well, so I don't really get migraines too often that more. It's like a tension headache. It's if Mm -hmm. it's like, if you like wrap your hand, like over your shoulder, like where your fingers touch, like in like kind of the middle of your back Mm -hmm. shoulder blade area, it will start there and then come up on that side and be like my jaw, my neck, my eye. But that's more just like if I'm terrible posture or driving too much, like whatever. Um, but I haven't had those kind of like you puke migraines since like middle school, high school. Oh, cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's also completely awful. Sorry about that. Um, yeah. Well, the weird thing though with this crash is the guy that was driving, uh, he spun around and crashed into like the corner of a house. No one was hurt except all the aforementioned car people. But no one in the house was hurt. But the house was in all of like suburban Vancouver, Washington, you know, population, I don't know, 150,000. Mm-hmm. Um, the house was the ex-girlfriend of my mom's at the time current husband. So like mm. his most his most recent serious relationship before he married my mom, it was that lady's house of all the houses. So Very did you already know that family? You're like I think I, I might have somehow i know my mom knew her i don't know if they were like still friendly because mm-hmm. maybe because my mom i'm gonna her, guess not well my mom and that husband met at work and so there's a chance that he might have still worked with mm. this gal I, I don't know but she did yeah that sounds like a great idea um wait question <laughs> how many husbands did your mom have currently four but the night Which is one young. was your favorite be honest uh I'd say two, probably. My, what number was uh, your dad? One. Okay. All right. I, I was Fair. I was the reason for the first marriage, obviously. Well, I was not going to assume that was the first. I assumed they were a reason for a marriage. I don't know which order. No, I was. I, it was. Uh, I was conceived out of wedlock, but birthed in wedlock. Congratulations, dude. Yeah. So I'm technically not a bastard. I mean, technically, is the real strong part there. You know. Yeah. No, just a regular asshole. Um, <laughs> no, my, but husband two was uh, my sister Chelsea, uh, the artist, ckyart.com. Not a big deal. Um, but it was her dad. So he was the coolest. Yeah, he was just, just, a, good, just a good guy. And he had like a big, uh, big old Catholic family in like a little horse town in Washington. So did you get two Christmases like people promised? No, because my dad would. I, I know one time he sent presents. That's cool. I think. I think when I was like five, we lived in the like a suburb of Tacoma, mm-hmm. and he sent like a big box of presents. And it was awesome. And then yeah. the next year, nothing. And then after that, not really much of anything. So I was like, yeah. oh, okay, that's cool. Sounds like a Riverside dad, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah. Do you keep in touch with any of your mom's ex-husbands? Uh. Not really. So Chelsea's dad, I am. Like, These are the prepared questions, by the way. Hey. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Chelsea's dad, I'm Facebook friends with. And like, there's no, there's no good or bad blood. Like, he, yeah, been, I understand that. Um, he was in Colorado Springs for like a long time. And now I think he's in like South Carolina. So I wouldn't have any, I wouldn't really run it. Actually, I did run into him at the Vancouver mall when I guess he was back in that area in Vancouver, Washington. And it was like, oh, hey, shit, Brian, hey. You know, and I was an adult and we like talked for like a minute. 
but that's about it. Um, husband number three was a violent alcoholic that just like would beat my mom unconscious. So oh, we're, no. we don't really hang out. Um, uh, then the, the relationship after that, my mom never married that guy. They were together yeah. for 15 years. They were just both done with marriage. Spoiler, that makes sense. My mom got married again after him, but, uh, um, but also like, that sounds like that was a relatively healthy relationship. I know it didn't end, but just because it lasted 15 years, I assume it was healthy. I don't know. It could have been really codependent. You tell me. Uh, not healthy because he died of a heart thing because of uh, just weed, whiskey, buttery food. He was a chef. So like buttery foods. And then mm-hmm. when he wasn't at work, it was weed, whiskey, you know, gummy For worms, sure. video games. So like he was, he died happy, but uh, not healthy. That's good. Well, um, let me ask you about the, the, the yeah. marriage, the, the tragic one, the right. one that was uh, violent. Did it cause any long-term damage in you? I mean, like, I how did you, the person, deal with such a thing? Uh, I don't, I don't know. I guess I just have my sort of eyes on the prize of like getting out, like graduating high school and just leaving, like somehow. Yeah, but there's no like trauma, like emotional trauma from that. You're just like, no, that just I was more my mom's business. Uh. I mean, like, I'm not ever going to be like, well, Chris Brown's okay. Like, like it definitely sticks in my craw when someone beats the shit out of a woman. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'd I'm a, imagine I'm a stickler so. with that. Yeah, real, but I also, real... in, in the sense of like, no, but some people have a really tough time dealing with such a thing. I understand where it's just like, yeah, I don't approve of it. No one thought you were going to approve of it. But yeah, some people lash out in other ways. Say, I'm a real fuddy-duddy about that. Um, but some people shut down emotionally, where they're just like, oh, yeah, no, no, I don't. Well, no, at the time, obviously, it was like, you know, thumbs down, frowny emoji. Um, but like, I had Oh, you were using whole, emojis at that time? Yeah, I was, very, I was prolific. Um, so at the time, my, my bedroom was the attic of this house we were renting. And... Uh, oh, no, you were the family ghost. Yeah, well... Sh- so it was not like legally, like if someone came to inspect, they'd be like, oh, this is, you can't, this isn't a room yet. You got to do. Yeah. It. Those inspections don't happen, but sure. Yeah. I get that. Right. So like the window was actually just like a window hole. And then mm-hmm. someone took like what would be like part of the window that would slide up and down, but it was the same size as the window and it was just nailed in. So it was not a window, the window couldn't open. And then, mm-hmm. um, there was obviously floor, but not all the way. And then at the end, like the last like third of like the whole attic or like the whole house, I guess, it was just the, I don't know, rafters and then like the um, sort of cat litter, freeze dried beans looking just insulation stuff. Yeah, for and sure. And then um, on the inner, like what would be my room area, there was more wood, like, so it was like a little tighter. Mm-hmm. But there was no insulation above. Because, like, I was above the insulation for the house. Yeah, for like sure. So did cool. you freeze during the winter? Yes. So, like, I could take a pocket knife and literally, put, like, not not in the area that was my room. Because there was, like, extra. But I could take you when you did. Yeah, yeah. So they put walls. Like, they built walls a little tighter in. So they're, mm-hmm. like, vertical versus, like, an A-frame. But then those go up to the A-frame. Um but if I walked after that wood ends, I could literally poke up like a pocket knife through and like I could touch the shingles of the roof. 
So it was like in the summer, it was fudge and brutal because yeah. there's no ventilation. It was, you know, just a hot box. Um, yeah. So you must just woke up just sweating every day. Yeah. Well, and I would. So my mom. Did you ever pretty, mention to your family, like, hey, I'm not the Christmas tree in the off season. I'm like a child. No, they were busy. She was actually on a meth at that point. So she was super uh, she was busy. Um, but by the way, I think sh- this explains the joke writing. Like earlier, I thought about like, I should ask you about joke writing and how you learned how to uh, do it so good. But this has been it. This is because I how had to, Chad to yeah. how to write jokes. What, what I didn't tell you is Chad's a great joke writer. Check out his Twitter and you'll find out that he did it all because this is his coping mechanism from this childhood. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, oh, but she was pretty strict. So my curfew was like, you know, check in every few days or weeks or so. Mm-hmm. So when it was like brutal hot, I would just stay at friends' houses. Jesus Christ. That, an- that ending didn't even get better. It got worse. Oh yeah. Oh my Lord. Oh, uh, well that explains, uh. Why you don't smoke meth? You're like, you know, I know that it just doesn't create the best living scenario. Yeah, I, at most home. Of, most of my friends smoke meth, but I just don't. I just I'm a, <laughs> you just I'm don't a see the appeal. Yeah, they're always. Like, I just don't on. get it. Yeah, I don't. I don't <laughs> see it. Actually, a great uh, the founder owner whatever of the Tacoma Comedy Club, and then all the clubs that have spawned from that club. Uh, Adam Norwest. He did have a joke. I assume he wrote it. Um, I did give him a joke one time, but who knows but I'm gonna give him credit, but he's talking about people smoking meth to lose weight. And he's like, the teeth weigh that much. <laughs> <laughs> I always love that joke. I mean, I gotta be honest, teeth weight, some of the best weight, you know, mm-hmm. there's a and couple of I, things you, I want and it's every pound I can put in my mouth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I carry a lot of weight in my teeth. Yeah. Like, cause I know people have made fun of people with big teeth. I've never seen teeth so big. I'm like, Oh my Lord, that's terrible. You know, like even like in the mask where they're like cartoonishly big teeth. Right. I was like, ah, oh, they look good. Yeah. If I was I mean, to, uh, go ahead. I was just, I've been blessed with reasonably straight teeth. That I've never oh, you made. didn't have any orthodontist, anything. I don't know why. I mean, after now knowing about your childhood, I wouldn't assume that there was any <laughs> medical care. Yeah, my mom was in and out of jail, and she was strict on me getting braces. No, um, no, but I was lucky that I didn't ever have any like real snaggly stuff. Wait, so was your mom in and out of jail? Uh, yeah, it was never. It was like a weekend thing. She's like a weekend warrior. Um, it was never like. Were you ever close to going into the system and being like put into foster care of any kind? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but the Washita- I wasn't aware of any of this. This is all brand new information. <laughs> Breaking news. Um, so the Washougal Police Department is what's known as uh, incompetent. So one of the times, so I had to watch my sister. So my sister Chelsea is nine years younger than me. And then my sister Brooklyn is nine years younger than her. Mm-hmm. Um, as this kid Sean's mom said when I was in high school, well, your mom really likes to spread them apart. Yikes. <laughs> and then she was like, oh no. Um, but so I'd have to wa- I would have to babysit Chelsea a lot. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm sure I wasn't a fun parent, but uh so one of the times my mom comes home like in the afternoon and she's you know already drunk and Chelsea doesn't want to like hang out 
mm-hmm. you know, doesn't want to keep being babysat. So she's like, I want to go with mom. And I'm like, great. Um, Cause then, you know, then I could go whatever. Uh, and so she leaves with my mom and then my mom comes back, you know, hours later. And she's like, why are you still awake? And I was like, well, it's 7 PM. And <laughs> like, be awake, I think. And then, but then her follow-up question is, where's Chelsea? And I was like, it, what? She left with you. And she's like, no, she. And so there's a whole like kind of manhunt for them to find my sister. And uh, they found her. Um, but like, you'd think that. Where was she? Like, it's just playing with some, but like, I don't know, whatever adventure my mom had. Um, okay. She was just playing with some kids somewhere along that path. Yeah. So, um, I mean, she was fine, but I mean, was she fine? She's an artist now. So, <laughs> but yeah, no, um, that's you guys both chose some kind of art. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, hers, the thing, what makes hers different is uh, I've seen her make money from hers, which is very inspiring. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, nobody thinks uh, jokes are worth money because yeah. they think they could do it because they all have a funny uncle. And so right. they're, so it's like, oh, no, 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 I've made jokes. And you're like, yeah, but not crafted a whole set and a ability and atmosphere of a room. Yeah, I think uh, I'm recycling it from Kevin Pollock from someone else. I don't remember the original source, but he was saying basically the difference is like, you got to be funny at Friday, 8 p.m. And then again at 10 p.m., uh-huh. you know, like that's that's the biggest. Like you can be funny with your friends at a dinner because uh-huh. you already have that rapport. But when yeah. it's 300 strangers and it's like, okay, be funny. Do it now. Yeah, on the be time. Yeah. Now. Yeah. I think it might be Lenny Bruce. Mm-hmm. Dude, I had no idea that you had such a tragic turn of events, which is why I'm going to make you plug your Venmo right now. And we're going to release this for Christmas and say, hey, guys, let's, let's give Chad a, a good Christmas and let's Venmo him. If everyone really Venmo's wanted... him a dollar, you'll have a dozen dollars. Or even better, $100,000. If Let's everyone Venmo's add- Chad a hundred thousand dollars, he's gonna have a dozen dollars. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, I'm deeply in debt. Um, yeah, so it's just at Chad dash D E N I C K. I'm gonna, you're my little drummer boy, dude. You know? Yeah, yeah. You're the match. Um, girl. Okay, I don't normally do this. I know I normally plug everyone's Instagram, and I'm like, go follow them on Instagram, because I choose Instagram because they plug their other things on their Instagram. If I say go follow their Instagram, they're going to plug their podcast on their Instagram or their shows. Chad doesn't do that, so I'm not going to say go follow Chad Denick on Instagram unless you want to see pictures of his cat. And I don't mean that even tiny bit sarcastic. Every picture on his Instagram is of his cat. It is only of his cat. There is nothing that strays from the formula that Chad is going to post a picture of his cat. So if you like Chad's cat, go follow Chad Denick on Instagram. If you want to find out about these jokes I was talking about the whole episode, go to at Chad Denick on Twitter. Chad is a brilliant Twitter. Go to his Twitter. It's the most underrated Twitter. People always call mine underrated. Chad's is more underrated, which just means he has less followers. But they're great jokes. At Chad Denick 
on Twitter to find out about all the joking and stuff we found about. We can now know about where they're from, but you can actually see the product that they created and check out those jokes there. Chad Denick. Chad Denick, uh, see him, I feel like I see him once every 10 days. He comes into town, we get lunch, get jokey. What's funny about Chad and I is that we do get very jokey in front of other people when we get together. We have serious conversations, and people haven't really seen that from either of us. You guys see that a lot from me because of this podcast. And I wanted to show that to to people out there. Like, like we're both, we met from a mutual friend, Jeff Dye, and Jeff Dye told me that Chad's never serious, and then we met, and we calmed down after like five minutes, and we just had a regular conversation, and I told him about it, and he's just like, that's the conversation I've always wanted to have with Chad, and I wanted to show like Jeff that it's capable and possible, and here it is. Here's a conversation where Chad can actually open up a little. I have never seen Chad open up this much, and it's really kind of exciting. So people that didn't know that he could, there it is. You have the most open of book I've ever seen from Chad Denick. Boom. Chad Denick. Thank you very much for coming on doing the podcast. Uh, I know Christmas just passed. Merry Christmas. I'm sure I sent the text a couple days earlier. And because it's New Year's, I'm going to toss a special New Year's song at the end of this. Um, and of course, as always with all this stuff, I post the just the audio of the guitar stuff as well up there. Just, I don't know. Is it narcissism? Maybe. Maybe. I like having it on hand there. Like, For some reason, I'm at a point in my guitar playing where where it comforts me to listen to myself play guitar. And I don't know if it's narcissism or not, like, because, like, my voice doesn't comfort me. But I imagine if you, like, sing, like, truly like an angel, like, you can just nail it, that you go, you can listen to it and find a comfort in it to where I'm just, like, hearing the other stuff. I've been playing guitar for 25 years, and it's finally become, like, a source of, like, comfort. Um, I mean, I guess it's always been a source of comfort, but even more so now that... Only two years ago, I went electric. I've only had an electric guitar for like two years, and I find it very fascinating. Like, the whole vibratos, all the stuff. Like, it's just things I have never really played with, and so now that I'm playing with it and doing it well, I'm finding it comforting. So I'm putting it up there. Also, for me to listen to with headsets when I walk. When I'm walking, I'll listen to myself play guitar. Um, I'm sorry if that is narcissistic. Uh, But you you guys can skip it. I'm not making you guys listen to it. It's up there for me. It's my RSS feed to do what I want, damn it. (laughs) Uh, Next week I have Justin Foster. Justin Foster, when I first moved to town, he had a podcast called Fostering the Podcast. I listened to a lot. I was on one episode, but I listened to probably about... I would say if he had 300 episodes, then I listened to about 80 of them. It was something I listened to like one every like four. like, And I got a lot of good from it. I really did, and I'm happy to have him on this podcast now. I've been trying to get him for months. Uh, kept chasing him down. We kept having happenstance happen. Like, he got COVID the first time, and then the second time he had, like, an emergency trip back home, and then <laughs> and then I had to cancel to go see Spider-Man. You know, like, all of the stupid things that we canceled for. I shouldn't have done that. But did you see Spider-Man? It was amazing. It was worth it. Totally worth it. Um, and... Now he's on the podcast. We taped it. It's great. It's next week. It feels more like a standard episode. I feel like these last couple didn't feel like standard episodes in good ways. And this one feels more like a standard episode. Also in a good way. So, boom. Please rate, review, subscribe. Uh, If you want to support, you can always send me a Venmo at Aaron M. Marsh. I appreciate it always. I still have stickers and pins. So if you want to send me a couple bucks for stickers and pins, I'll send them to you. I still got stickers and pins. Uh, 
yeah, doing a lot of stuff at Third Wheel, doing a lot of shows. I'm not plugging them on here, but I'm doing a lot of shows. If you follow my Instagram, I plug every flyer anyone sends me for a show on my Instagram. And I, uh, I'll even put up a picture of Chad's cat. You know, why not? And I think that just about does it for this, guys. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. We made it. We made it through 2021. 2022 seems like a giant mystery to me personally. I have no idea what it brings, but all of it sounds very exciting. I really have no idea where I'm going to be on the other side of uh, 2022. So hmm, let's find out what that's like together, huh? So uh, thank you for listening and thank you for putting up on me.